A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same purpose. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there are quarrels among you, my brothers and sisters. What I mean is that each of you says, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Has Christ been divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, so that no one can say that you were baptized in my name. I did baptize also the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. <clears throat> For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to proclaim the gospel, and not with the wisdom, so that the cross of Christ might not be empty of its power. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The word of the Lord. Thank you. 
in the boat with their fathers that bending their nets. You call them. Immediately they left the boat with their father and followed him. Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing every disease and every sickness among the people. Immediately, now 
15 years ago, shortly after I met Craig Gettle, I was in deep discernment about marriage. I spoke with couple after couple about the highs and lows of married life. I met with my favorite priest regularly, and I met with my godfather regularly. I prayed for clarity. I worked so hard to know. And then one day, all the laboring stopped. I immediately knew how to marry him. And there was great joy. And that man. Two. Throughout my life as an adult Christian, I have agonized over the concept of a tithe. How did my parents manage to give 10% of what they had away? Giving the first tenth of what's been entrusted to me always felt ideal, but unrealistic. I inched toward it, I felt guilty, I felt justified in holding back, I kept chewing on it mentally. And then one day, I immediately knew that it was the right thing to do, and that it was possible. I saw clearly that I wanted the work of the body of Christ, in church and disaster zones and good organizations, to have my first fruits. Not Amazon Prime or the stock market or any other part of the secular empire. That did not give me life. So I started to give 5% back to the work of the church and another 5% to the work of God where I saw it happening elsewhere in the world. And immediately, I felt liberated from the spiritual weight of my own perfectly justifiable greed. Three. This fall, I agonized leaving this place. I didn't know what to say when St. Paul asked me to be their rector. I had done all the footwork and all the research, and yet I simply didn't know. And then a few days later, I immediately did know, and I was filled with joy. I think Jesus knew I wasn't going to get out of this wonderful boat, unless I saw him standing on the shore calling to me calling me to something new and inexplicably compelling. It is so important that we don't lose sight of the story before the word immediately crops up. Otherwise, we hear that they immediately follow Jesus and we think, that doesn't happen in my life. But it does. We can't lose sight of the process, not in our lives, not in Scripture, not in any serious endeavor, because we are called to the grappling the yearning, the wondering, the praying for clarity, the footwork, the process of exploring and discovering and residing in the uncomfortable place of not knowing for a while. And then when Jesus shows up on the shores of our lives to call us in a certain direction, we are called to immediately say yes. And our yes will cost us. Otherwise, what good is it? It will cost us comfort. It may cost us relationships. Your yes to one opportunity will cost you the possibility of another opportunity. Our yes to generosity forces us to give up amenities in our lives. Our yes to volunteering costs us time and energy. Our yes to protecting the environment costs us so many conveniences. My yes to St. Paul's cost me my place here with you. The fishermen had to leave behind their livelihood, their father, their predictable lives. Following Jesus is costly. If being here in this community doesn't cost you something, you may as well be at a country club. If it does, if you are stretched, if you have made sacrifices to follow your heart to this place, then your ears are tuned. Your eyes are watching. Your heart has heard a stirring and awaits an answer. You know that you are ready to leave things behind, to make sacrifices, to let go. Something in you knows that these losses only make sense because there will be joy. There will be evolution. 
You are offering yourself to the work, the work of Christ in this world. You are doing the footwork. You are ready to hear and act at the sound of Christ's voice in your life. You are standing ready at the threshold, ready in your boat, so that when Jesus shows up on the shore and says, Follow me, I will show you where to go, you will immediately know and act. This is my hope for each of us. Forgive me if I have articulated it in a way that does not resonate with you. I know it, it is manifest differently in each of our lives. But I also know this. I know that there is one universally essential ingredient. And that's this. That we need to be willing to look up. They looked up from their nets. We need to look up from the tasks of our everyday life, from our devices, from our preconceived notions, from our justifications, from everything we feel sure about. We must look up. And when we see Christ standing on the shore calling to us, we must allow the immediate knowing to fill us and take us to a new place. Amen. Shannon, Ryan, Kim, John, Linda, Nyla. 
compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. Give to the departed eternal rest. We pray for the departed, especially Hugh Rison, who died peacefully in his home on Friday evening. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy.
Hallelujah, hallelujah. 